Hey everyone, welcome to the inaugural episode of Gamers TV. Uh, I am Pixel here. Um, full handle will be Pixelated Visionary, but I am joined by uh, two of my friends here. Um, we are looking to do this podcast uh, for gamers, by gamers, uh, to give you guys latest news, uh, reviews, and uh, updates as we come along uh, in our podcast. So I will go ahead and hand this over for the introduction um, to Punisher. Hey guys, my name is Ezekiel. Uh, GTV Punisher is the handle. And, you know, like Pixel said, we're here to give you all the news, the tech. We're on top of it for you guys. Hope you like the conversation. And we'll throw it over to um, my man Tortuga. Hey guys, so name's Kiri. Um, you guys will hear me call Tortuga through the rest of the series. And like my friends just said, it's going to be a podcast where we're going to talk about games that we played, games that we're playing, games coming out, what we're excited for, the games we bonded over. And I mean, I've known these dudes, we're, we're going on 20 years now almost. Well, Steven, <laughs> I've known him my whole life, but Punisher, I've known him for almost 20 years. I mean, it's crazy. It's, it's, it's going to be a lot of history. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm very excited to have you guys join us. Oh, yes, yes. All right. That's the panel for today, guys. And... We are going to discuss some Xbox reveals. Everybody's hyped, right? Definitely. Oh, man. yeah. Everybody's hyped. Some serious X action. Oh, man. I actually just got uh, some information of a comparison from, like, the teraflops and everything. So, I can't wait to go down that route. Um, I guess uh, we'll start with ahead, the man. recent Xbox. Uh, no, we'll, we'll go down the line um, as we... I kind of go through the trailers, which was a big thing uh, that Microsoft actually got some uh, controversy with, uh, because with the episode recap of their May 2020 uh, Inside Xbox is what they're calling here, um, they labeled it as a gameplay trailer, but a big thing was that there wasn't really a lot of gameplay there. Uh, everything looked uh, pre-rendered using the in-game footage, but there were more like trailers here. Uh, it did look amazing, uh, but we could definitely go down the line. Um what did you guys think of the Assassin's Creed Valhalla? It's like you said, man. Like, <clears throat> we were all expecting gameplay, you know? So, it's like, I can't even give expectations right now because, yeah, these next consoles, they're going to be amazing, right? All those visuals and everything, always going to look real good and prime. But just where's the gameplay? You gave us four minutes of gameplay and 22 minutes of trailers, and that's not what people <laughs> was waiting for. No, I agree. Um, and I definitely watched it, and I feel like they went with the route of they used in-game mechanics and things that you can do inside of Valhalla to consider it quote-unquote gameplay. But, you know, when you use that that namesake, it's more so watching someone controlling a character and engaging with the surroundings and the environment. And, you know, we got a, we got an amazing trailer out of it. And, they, they you know, I got to, you get to see the crow, which I'm assuming is how they're going to uh, incorporate Eagle Vision. Probably call it Crow Vision or something. Um, but yeah, uh, amazing masterpiece. But I, I kind of wish that I got to see someone playing uh, one of the assassins. Yeah, I think that was like the big thing, especially with <clears throat> a lot of the things that they're changing. Um, I'm currently playing through Assassin's Creed Odyssey, uh, which has the same formula as Origin, more RPG heavy. Uh, this one looks like it's going to be that way. Uh, big criticism, however, of Odyssey was its length of the game itself uh, felt a little too long for people, uh, but Valhalla was already stated to be shorter. Um, wait, wait, since when Since when was a long game a bad thing? I know, seriously. 
do we not want our money's worth when it comes to gaming? It, I think it was, again, I'm, I just started, so I'm just saying, you know, things that I've seen online myself. Um, but the thing was that it, the game just felt too long. Um, maybe it was, like, extended unnecessarily or with filler content, uh, not really heavy. Um, but I'll find out. Like I said, I'm just going through it right now. Um, I mean, people love The Witcher 3, and I'm pretty sure. Hey, so Witcher 3, oh, that was phenomenal. But none of it really felt like filler content. You know, everything had uh, a purpose or uh, affected something later down in the story. Yeah. Um, I don't really feel that with this Assassin's Creed. Uh, personally, um, 3 was like the last one that I fully enjoyed. No, that's a lie. That's a lie. Syndicate was the last one I enjoyed. Um but we can definitely get to that down the line. Uh, what what do you guys think about the the other trailers they showed? I think Bright Memory Infinite, um, if I'm not mistaken, that was created by a Chinese developer by himself uh, using, I believe it was the Unreal Engine 4. Uh, yeah. What do you guys think of that one? So real quick, real quick before we jump into anything, a great note for our listeners is going to be that I am horrible with names of people and titles to things unless it has a great impact in my life so real quick which game is this because not for nothing there were about six trailers that looked like it all takes place in either japan or hong kong or something no so this one looks game... like uh did you play titanfall no no uh well this was one the was one, the first person shooter yeah it's like one of the first trailers they, they oh the mirror's edge looking thing Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It yeah, was it was, it... One. yeah. It was the first one they played. And when it started, I was like, that, that's how you hype me up, right? Like you show that trailer and you get the party started. You know what I'm saying? So I'm there looking at it and yeah. I'm like, oh, snap. Oh, snap. Because it's looking great. And then they mentioned one developer. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking not indie because it, it has AAA like features. But it's if it was done by one developer, it's not like a AAA game, you know? But I mean, if anything, if anything, this shows us now that developers have a platform that can handle almost anything thrown at it, what kind of quality we're going to start receiving when it comes to games. So I I'm super hyped for this generation that's going to come out this year. Yeah. So that look, it looked beast. And that's like that's like all the gameplay we got was that trailer, basically. You know, taking a look, however, at the. Uh, all the reveals of the tech specs of the Series X, I kind of don't expect anything to be under 60. Is that just me? Um, with everything that they're pushing with uh, the Teraplops, uh, the DDR6 of RAM, everything should run pretty smooth. You, you would think that, me. right? But Valhalla, for whatever reason, right? This is So this is now on a third-party developer. They have that game running at 30 FPS, and I don't understand why. That, like Ubi usually does that, though, uh, Ubisoft. They do usually cap theirs, even the two majors. There should be no reason for that, not on these next gen consoles. I agree. I definitely agree with that. Um, you think it's just laziness so that it can work on older consoles like the PS what three? Is Valhalla gonna and... be released on the Xbox One? I that I do not know. I don't see why not. I don't see why not either. I just don't know. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm the yeah yeah the normal Xbox yeah, and that's oh, a good well, maybe point maybe. Why. Maybe that's why they got the 30 FPS, right? So it could, like, back function. But you have games that go up and down now with the pro and the norm, you know? So it shouldn't be it shouldn't be that difficult, especially with the new tools they have and, and the, the better hardware. 
No, I, I agree. Uh, and actually, I didn't, I didn't know they were capping at 30. It's kind of a shame. It's such a beautiful game. that It, it is. It, it actually kind of breaks my heart a little bit to hear that they're going to cap it at 30. Even on PC, that's insane. No, PC usually no. has... No, PC, I, you, they usually remove it. It's more for the consoles where they lock it in. Oh, that's a shame. Such a shame. Um, there were a couple others, but honestly, I wasn't too impressed. Uh, some of them look good, but not for me. Um, one of the big ones was was chorus, uh, which got a lot of flack because their, um, what was it, the the actual logo of chorus uh, instead of a U has a V, <laughs> so that definitely confused a lot of people. But it is it's the, the space fighter game, uh, which looks fun, but I don't think I would get it. Um, but that's just me. Uh, no, I, I think another... I'm with you because the trailer didn't really show us nothing, right? You just basically see that plane riding around and. Right, right. They don't really give you a sense of what you're going to be doing in this game. It's just a whole bunch of like flashy trailers. There was one that I personally really enjoyed. That was that Scarlet Nexus. Uh, I think it was a girl with, I want to say it was pink hair. Um, she looked like she had some sort of telekinesis, psychokinesis um, in, in some sort of cyberpunk. Wait, universe. that was a chick? I think it was a chick. Oh, it reminded me of Kirito from Sword Art Online. And I instantly thought that it was a Sword Art Online game when I saw that trailer. <laughs> you know, there have been a couple that have not been my cup of tea, and I feel like they have such a good market that they can work on there. But um, but we'll take a look. Uh, what was his name? It was like Yuido Sumeragi. Um, I think it is a guy, actually. Maybe I was wrong. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, I saw that. I thought it was super cool. It looks very, very unique. Definitely an original take when it comes to like a story, from what I can tell. Um, I I was excited to see it. I don't know if I would buy it on release, but I, I'd definitely be interested in hearing some feedback on anyone that plays it. Uh, there was a... Um... You want to go right down the list here and we'll see what we thought. So then the, after that Memory Infinite, they showed a Dirt 5. I don't think, you know, like, it looks beautiful, but very generic racing game, you know? I've, I've never been. That's a rally one, I think, right? Is, is there the rally one? It's just Dirt 5. It doesn't, that's the title. Yeah, I've never, I've, I mean, racing games for me, I don't think I've enjoyed one since, like, Gran Turismo 2 on the PlayStation 1. Jeez, uh, I'm more yeah. of a Need for Speed kind of racer, so. Oh, Need for Speed Most Wanted, I lied. Was that 2002? <laughs> and those underground yeah, games, fun. so good. Yeah, yeah, those are amazing. But All that right. was good. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, then we... Those and just beat a dead horse. <clears throat> then they jumped and they got really weird on us with mm -hmm. that uh, creepy trailer. Yeah. Which I found... Year, exactly, uh, we have Madden 21 coming up. Um, yeah, I saw that. Well, you thought about that little clip they made for Madden. I mean, I thought they were going to show off the new game, so I'm, I was waiting for it. But then you just see the little clips, which is cool. I, I, it was a cool concept. You see the little from, like, to the first Madden they ever made all the way till now. Uh, I mean, you know how I feel about sport, sports games in general. I feel like it's all copy-paste and change the number at the end, and then they send it out yeah, on release. which is really upsetting. I hope they do a lot more, especially with the capabilities they have now. Like, a lot more. But I... I don't. I don't see why they would. They're still going to get the same buyers every year. 
They're still going to get make the same amount of money every year. That's I don't true. see why they would change the formula. There's I mean, no re- there's no incentive for them. Very few games have suffered like that. What suffered recently? I think it was uh, the WWE, right? The 2K, whatever wrestling that one was, the 2020. Oh, that thing bombed. Uh, did so bad, they're not even... Wow. People yeah, have so much fun with it, though. <laughs> But I mean, that's another game that's been copy and pasted for how long, and it's literally just a a, um, a roster update at the, at the end of the day. That's all it is. It's a roster update, which can easily be DLC. All right. So that creepy game they hit us with that that one was named a scoring. So again, we don't really see what it's about. They didn't show any gameplay on that one. It's basically just that trailer. Um, <clears throat> I think that one was announced a while back it probably was but this that was the world premiere of them showing it and then we jumped to i don't the- know i i enjoyed it the trailer alone it got me hooked it had me thinking what the hell is going on what are these things and then i was actually watching more of like that dungeon slash like that just that room that they were in it looks like whatever those creatures were had nothing to do with how those things you know, how that room was originally created. Like, it was another entity that they somehow invaded and took over. And then you had creatures frozen in time. I don't know. I It definitely piqued my interest. Yeah, it was kind of crazy. They had, like, people, like, almost like a vampire would sleep, but something else was going on on that roof. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got that vibe. Yeah, it, it definitely sounded very vamp- vampiric. And then, you know, it came to life with what looked like being fed blood. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, you know, actually, the I know it's jumping ahead on the list a little bit, um, but since it's the same genre, the, the medium one actually got my attention. Really? Yeah. Yeah, well, um, it showed us more of, like, the story a little bit, right? Like Right, right. Maybe that was a, like, it's... The you're in like two worlds, right? You're in the regular world, and I guess whatever that dark, haunted, spiritual world, and you kind of all I don't know between the two. Yeah, I don't know. It, it looks interesting. It definitely looks. It looks like one of those games that it will take me like days or not weeks to beat because it's probably gonna be so much to so much content to run through. All right, and then they hit us right with this vampire dancing around a Christmas tree. What you guys thought about this? <laughs> so Vampire the Masquerade, um, the, the Bloodlines ones, it, it is a sequel, right? And I'll, it is pretty hyped up because you essentially take over Vampire and you could like turn people. It has a lot of the RPG elements. Um, I, I am a, a little excited. The vampires aren't normally my thing, but as I've uh, you know gone through my... Uh, my tenure of gaming, if you will, um, the story and the single player is kind of where I've been leaning, uh, minus the little Valorant here and there, you know, checking out that beta. Um, I, I enjoy it. I really want to see what this has to offer uh, because, again, your decisions will affect that story because um, I think it's like another faction. We'll see what they have to offer. As we- I will say this, with the trailer, the way it started, I honestly thought it was a We Happy Few too. And I was surprised because I'm like, this game just came out, but it it, it almost was like the same artwork. I was the getting same, that like, vibe movements. too, especially when I saw the dancing and the weird face. Yeah. I was and then the music. Yeah. And then I honestly was taken aback. I mean, I was a little put off at, at the vampire, like the, the girl in the nightclub who was a vampire, which I was like, interesting. So it's not We Happy Few. But then, you know, it was a uh, vampire. Uh, and I was like, oh, that's. Not what I expected, but it, it did look pretty good. Um, definitely would play. It just it just seems to me 
as if we were playing Skyrim and you became a vampire and that's all you get to do, you know, so it's, it's almost as if someone created an entire world. I, I don't know anything about Vampires of the Masquerade 1 or anything before this trailer. Yeah, it's, um, I know, it's Bloodlines I know that there's a tabletop. Yeah, oh. I know that there's a tabletop for for this uh, type of game, which, you know, I may may look into depending on how, how I get on with the game. That's coming yeah, we, we actually missed one. Um, can't believe this. Uh, the Ascent, uh, the kind of cyberpunk isometric uh, kind of game. Did you guys happen to catch that? I'm pretty sure that was in there as well. Uh, almost looks similar to that Halo Spartan Assault. If you ever played that standalone Halo game, yeah, it's like right the two joystick, right one to control, one controls like the camera. Um, that looks pretty good. Uh, it almost again, looks like in the game. same vein of like Cyberpunk, only top down, dark, yeah, a darker scene. I definitely, I definitely got Diablo three vibe watching that. Trailer, That's the one. Sure. Yeah, Diablo three, the recently released Dark Siders Genesis. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm kind of curious to see what, what that'll be like. I don't know if it has. Yeah, I feel like that could be fun. Yeah, it can. I think, personally, I don't think I'd play it alone. Uh, definitely more of a co-op right. game for me. Right, exactly. Same same when, when we play Diablo. It's it's honestly just to have fun together. I mean, it's fun by yourself, <laughs> but I, I definitely enjoy Diablo a lot more with the co-op. You know, there's... Uh, and then the last one, which looks like it's going to be um, uh, Xbox only, uh, to my knowledge, uh, or going to be a launch title, the Yakuza Like a Dragon. Um, mm-hmm. Another installment in the Yakuza series. Um, I'm not. Uh, I've never played one. They really have not grasped my attention. Uh, it might have been because it's been more on Sony, um, but you know we'll see what what that has. Uh, again, it is going to be a launch title, um, and they are also doing the uh, same thing that Cyberpunk 2077 is doing, where if you are purchasing the title. Uh, on the Xbox One, you will be getting a free upgrade to the Xbox Series X. I hope to see more developers do that in the future and see what that's going to do to sales. I mean, I've bought Grand Theft Auto V, what, four or five times uh, with all the releases? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And so most of them have been uh, in, you know, retail. So that would have definitely been great. So we'll see what that does. for future titles, so again, that's already two confirmed titles: uh, the Yakuza Like a Dragon and Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Yeah, there's a couple. Assassin's Creed Valhalla is another one. It's they call it the smart delivery. So Assassin's Creed Valhalla has it. Call of the Sea. That's another game uh, that we missed. That one looks like like Sea of Thieves, but more like a story mode, which kind of intrigues me because I think Sea of Thieves is a great fun game. If you did have a like a story mode path to follow, okay. I, I feel I feel like that. they they tried they try to have a story. I mean, because there kind of is a story. You know, you're looking for some long lost treasure, and the only way to you know eventually get that quest is to unlock other things. So, like, there's a story overall in that sense to unlock whatever the uh, is you know we're looking for, but. Yeah. I, I get what you're saying, like actual interaction, actual you know actors and voice actors, and and um, but I don't know. Yeah, I still I still didn't think that the call was that good. No, it, it's on. yeah, you're right. It's like an indie game, right? Like that's basically another one that they were showing us, like an indie game. It looks beautiful though. It looks like Sea of Thieves, maybe a little bit better because it's on new hardware, but 
I'm I'm curious a little bit to see if that's just like a story mode based in that universe, kind of. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Um, so Cyberpunk 2077 is another one on Smart Delivery. Dirt 5, Gears 5, Halo Infinite, Madden NFL 20, Scarlet Nexus, The Ascent, The Second Extinction, Vampire, uh, Bloodlines 2, and Yakuza Like a Dragon. Oh, I'm surprised it's not all of them. Every game that's coming out this year. Well, they can't make they can't make that decision for other developers. No, I know. I know. It's just like, ugh. Yeah. But some already but- said, yeah. But I get, I, I understand the te- the technology and the work involved to port it into a whole other console and making sure the bugs are cleared out for that. It takes time, it takes work, but it's as a consumer, it hurts to have to rebuy games. Mm-hmm. There's, um, I mean, that smart delivery, I think, will be a big game changer. I think Microsoft, when they announced the, um, what was that announcement? Was it for the Xbox One when they want to go to that that DRM kind of online only right i think a mm-hmm. lot of it a lot of that backlash i want to say it was mainly with uh, confusion on what exactly they were they were trying to do because think of how many purchases we already do online i personally cannot remember the last time i bought a physical game i mean i would love collector's edition but they either sell out so fast for the ones that i do want to play or um, they are just, you know, too expensive, you know, out of budget. It is. So, mm-hmm. so I will say I, I, I'm still an advocate for physical games over digital games, but I'm slowly, slowly moving into digital only, only, only due to convenience. Right. Um, before when digital was coming up, um, and it was like about 50, 50 digital physical. Uh, Amazon had an amazing deal where you would take what was twenty percent off off the top off of the value of a game um, when you pre-ordered through Amazon. So you would get a physical game for about forty five bucks, forty six, forty seven bucks after taxes. Yeah, so already on sale, brand new game. That's beautiful. Brand new game in the forties, and you know, I and so I was buying physical. I I still have games that I haven't opened from the plastic. Because I was buying games last night, pre-ordering them from Amazon. <laughs> you know, didn't Best Buy have something like that that they recently stopped as well? Yeah, I think they had some sort of like club or you know, kind of. Uh, yeah, I think I think you had to be a member. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then Amazon Amazon took it off, and it was like ten dollars max a discount on a pre-order game, and I don't even see that being offered on every game anymore. I don't know if I'm just missing something now, but. I'm definitely leaning more towards digital when it comes to newer games. It's just the convenience, like you said. You just uninstall it, install it whenever you want. And if you buy a new box, you don't have to worry about carrying disc over to that box. I I will throw in two points. Is it really convenient when you pre-download a game and as soon as you turn it on, you have a new update that's going to take you half a day to download it to play the game? I don't think so. Well, I mean, you still have to do with the physical one, though. Right, exactly. I was going to say, physical isn't even physical. It's just a disc that says you bought the game, now go online and download that it. That bothers me. And on top that's of that, you I have to rather... enter the disc to play it. Yeah, that's why exactly. I'd rather download, because that bothers me a lot. Like a lot. It's not like the the old days where you pop in your disc and the game starts loading up. Nope. <laughs> oh, <clears throat> speaking of old days and turning the game in and just playing it, Halo 3. You guys remember the midnight release for that? Uh, no. <laughs> what? Oh my god, I know it was a long time ago, but just midnight releases in general, where you get to go buy, wait in line with other gamers and talk about whatever game you're in line for, 
grab it, take out your receipt, take take it out of GameStop, go home, pop it in, maybe a small patch, and then you're online playing in less than an hour. Those were the days. Yeah. You can't do that today. No. You definitely can't. <laughs> I mean, what was a big one? Uh, Batman Arkham Knight, right? The the end of that trilogy. Um, the the game had such a massive um patch like day one it was incredible it still gets flack to this day because of that and it's like what where's the quality uh where's it your quality analysts where are your testers like what are they doing throughout this period uh it's like everyone's just trying to get the game out as soon as possible and they're not taking the three but iron out it's a risk it's a risk right you have to have enough money in the in the bank to be able to support a project for that long that's true Especially, you know, with all the, the polygons, the graphics, the artists. Yeah. I get that everything has evolved uh, in that aspect, but I don't know, man. Uh, maybe maybe it's my old man coming out. Old man at 31. <laughs> uh, I mean, the only, <laughs> the only way you buy a new release game now is when they let you, like, uh, pre-download it, right? And then Midnight comes out, right. they unlock it, and you could play it right away. But that's the only but I, I have seen it where, where that happens, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, here's a quick update, a last-minute update that oh, yeah. wasn't part of the pre-download, and it's 20, 30, 50 gigs. Pros and like, cons, my man. Pros and cons. I don't know about you, but... I don't have that much space on my Xbox anymore, even with my external, because all these games are downloading so much updates and content that I, I can't keep up anymore. I hear you. And now we got to deal with those uh, external uh, terabyte drives that we need to buy uh, additional ones if we want more space. It's kind of crazy, and games are 150 gigabytes. It's crazy. <clears throat> Let's keep moving right down the list here, guys. So what do you guys think? The Last of Us Part Two, right? It was supposed to come out May 29th. We were almost going to get our hands on this game. And then, boom, you know, all this happens. They move it back to June 19th. So people still going to get it uh, at least this summer. That You know, I thought they were, might have waited to, like, the PS5 release. Well, but they didn't. They actually didn't. You, you got to remember this, man. So uh, the first the first Last of Us was also a, one of the last titles to come out on the PS3, right? Um so now we have the end of the life of the PS4. Last of Us, you got to remember, um, with that May release date, it was indefinitely postponed in April, right? They le- legitimately said, this is it, right? Um, where we have to postpone the game. And it had to do with everything going on with the current pandemic, right? COVID-19. Um, we have to dive in a little bit more on this because... There's a reason they reannounced this release date. Uh, there was a big leak as far as the story goes in April as well. Um, there have been many rumors kind of circulating uh, through one of our right, favorite sites, Reddit, um, of where the leak came from. Uh, the most common theory is that it was carried out by a disgruntled employee of the studio. Um, but uh, Sony has since identified who hacked the game, right? Uh, so it is not a Naughty Dog employee to say, kind of clear that up. So but because, well, no, that, you know, Sony confirmed it, you know, officially. Um, but that does bring into this, because of this leak, um, I think to avoid any further damage to all the hard work uh, the developer has put into this, they did announce that June release date uh, worldwide. And that was the biggest concern because of the current pandemic that they didn't want certain people to get a hands on their game uh, while people in other parts of the world could not. Um, 
they were kind of forced their hands on this because of that, again, unfortunate leak. But I can't say I'm not excited. Uh, it's definitely something that I've been wanting to play. And I'd like to see how the story is going to continue uh, since we're now going to be in control of Ellie, who was more of a, a support role character in the last game. Um, so I'm definitely curious to see on that. Um, Gary, I don't believe you have uh, played Last of Us. Is that correct? No, I have not. And I was actually going to ask if you can give me, like, what's this game about? Like, what's what's the hype? Like, I get it's kind of like a story type game. And yes. You can, there's, like, you know, ch- choice A and choice B. And you literally change the outcome of the entire story based out of, from all these decisions. Not The Last of Us. The Last of Us is more narrative driven. Um, yeah. The main thing is, uh, I think it's... Uh, the emotional impact of the game. So um, Hmm. let's say it starts off current day, right? Is some sort of virus. We've seen it before. Resident Evil, uh, World War Z, right? There's just a virus out there, right? Um, The first one starts with, um, you play as Joel, right? Uh, He's, I think, like from Texas, somewhere down south. And it starts off with the night where everything in his town kind of gets crazy. And he has a a teenage daughter, and she ends up uh, getting killed, uh, basically. He was almost scot-free. They were going to make their escape, and it was actually the military. It wasn't like the virus that got her. Um, So we fast-forward, I think it's like 20 years or something. So he's he was like 30 around that time, so he's got to be in his 50s somewhere in the first game. And he gets tasked with bringing this teenage girl to... um, to the base of the resistance in another city, right? They're called the Fireflies, and it's just the oh, the actual the whole story. Well, really? I'm just trying to give them a recap. So, on this journey to go over there, you find out the reason you're bringing this girl over there is because she was bitten by one of these zombies, but she hasn't turned. So it's like she has some sort of antibody to this. Cool. So. So now she's she's older. I think she's like eighteen or twenty in the sequel. And you, there were there was a major decision at the end of the game that I kind of don't want to see it in case of any of our viewers haven't played it. But no, no, I, I definitely I might play it. It sounds very intriguing. I was just curious, like what it was. I didn't know it was about zombies at all. It's a good story game, and it's more stealth like, gameplay, which I yeah. appreciate. But it's a story, man. <laughs> um, one of the things I love about Naughty Dog in this aspect is I personally feel that they have grown with us. Um, what I mean by that is my first experience with Naughty Dog was Crash Bandicoot. Fun, wild, kooky platformer, right? Um, gave competition to to a lot of the ones on the other platforms. Um, by the time I hit my teenage years, they had come out with a Jack and Daxter series, um, which was a, a bit more mature, still a little on the quirky side, um, but... Fun to play, had an also amazing story, in my opinion. And then I'm an adult now, and they give us The Last of Us. So it's almost like, not that they were catering to us, but I just feel it's a closer connection I have to the developers because they've been around for so long. And, you know, what they've given us, I personally feel that they've kind of aged with us uh, as a developer and then me as a consumer of their uh, story. So would you say that this company is perhaps you know tailoring the games around your interests i wouldn't say the interest portion but i think they um i think the stories within their games uh definitely have um because didn't naughty dog also do 
um, the Uncharted series, uh, Batulio, right? So then there was Uncharted as well. Um, taking, I, I didn't play um, three or four, but when I did play one and two, you could kind of see how with the age of the game, how the story progressed and it just, it, it was more of an uh, of a real adventure and you do feel like you're there. They all cater to Pixel. They all cater to Pixel. <laughs> <laughs> here we go. Now we're, we're not starting that in here. Fuga, let me, let me hit you with this question, right? So, Because you haven't played part one. You probably will play it one day. The action is great in the game. Trust me, it's a good game, right? <clears throat> so, what game are we talking about? Let's start there. The Last of Us. So with part two, all right, all right. what happened with part two is, right? I didn't jump into any of this because I don't like anything spoiled for me, you know? So I, I want to go in with a, a nice clear head. I, I just know what happened in part one, and now I'm jumping in, you know. But I guess on Reddit and YouTube, and they had clips, a lot of people got the game spoiled for them, right, because of these leaks. So how would you feel right. if you're excited about this game and all of a sudden, boom, spoiled? I'd be upset, 100%. Especially a game, you know, the way Pixel was describing it, where they put so much time and energy, such story, such rich story, to just, you know, you're curious what's going to happen next and then to just have it completely spoiled for you, you you, you, you just rip out that experience right under me, I, I would be 100% upset. Yeah. Even though it's not a game that I've ever played, I never yeah, I never thought I would ever play The Last of Us. I've seen the name here and there. I didn't know what it was about until five minutes ago, but it, I would I would definitely be upset. Like, it's it sounds like it was a massive deal. And I think you said Sony was is developing this, releasing this? Right, no, yeah, yeah. Even. So it's gonna be a Sony exclusive at the moment. The first one was too. Oh, yeah. So I think they did the right call on pushing it to the right and making sure that they can change it where this leak doesn't do damage to the to the fans. I mean, they're doing this for the fans. They could have just released it and collected whatever they got out of it, but so would I mean, you, putting would in you the still buy the game like day one, or do you knowing under- that it was that it was changed? Yeah, yeah. Like, would. would you understand here's the thing. to not buy the game because it got spoiled, or you think? Nah, it was still giving the benefit of the doubt. The developer did say, like, all right, you saw some things, but maybe out of context, you don't know the whole story. So he's, you know. That's the other thing. There's no way, like, you, you're still going to have an original experience. Like, you may, in the back of your mind, be like, oh, this event is going to happen. But you're never going to know when yeah, in the yeah. story it's going to happen. Yeah, you, exactly. You're not going to know how, I mean, was the ending spoiled by chance? I mean, I don't even know what the leak was. I didn't know what this game was until not so long ago. I wouldn't even go into the leaks if I knew what they were, but thank God I don't know what they what they are. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, if the ending Avoiding wasn't spoiled, like yeah, if the ending wasn't spoiled, I mean, there's no reason not I think to. It was. You're still gonna. Oh, if the ending was spoiled, then no, I would not buy the game. If that was the case, the ending was spoiled for me. I would not buy the game if the, the developers did not change the the storyline. So that's the thing; they're not changing anything. They just decided to release the games to avoid any additional um, spoilers for people, you know, around the world who might have access to the internet, but don't have access to the game. So they wanted to have a worldwide release. So it doesn't ruin it for other people. The exact same game that was leaked completely is still getting released as it was the way it was leaked. Yeah. I, I wouldn't, I would not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't buy it. But here's the thing, if you did not, um, if it wasn't spoiled for you, what difference would that make? If it wasn't spoiled, no, I would buy it. I'm, I'm talking, I'm answering uh, Punisher's question. Oh, if oh. it was spoiled for me, would I buy it? I would not. If it, I thought the game was being changed, 
um, in a way where it wouldn't really matter that it was leaked. Man, I didn't know they were releasing the exact same thing. Don't even get me started. Gears of War 3, the Bioshock series. Um, <laughs> what else? There's so many games have been spoiled through me throughout the years as I've been playing with them. Um, one of my biggest pet peeves is the spoiling uh, of endings of games either I'm currently playing or uh, plan to play in the future. Um, someone in, in one of our group chats is notorious for that. Get it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't. I honestly would not. Maybe I'll get it like on a sale, but it's down to like, you know, 10, 15 bucks, you know, a couple years from now. Right. But yeah, right. if it was ruined for me, I, I definitely wouldn't. I'm with you on that. I mean, spoilers, it's a sign of respect, right? Because it's a passion that you have towards something. And to literally just sweep someone's rug under their feet just because you wanted to just spoil something, knowing how passionate they are about, you know, it's just, there's just, there's just a magic in the essence of discovering something for yourself, seeing something for the first time, learning something without the input from a, an outside source. Agreed. And to just to have it ruined for you, it's, I don't know. It is, to me, it's a bannable offense. People should probably be thrown in jail for 30 days to think about what they've done and just find them somehow. Like, there should be some kind of punishment for spoiler, for spoiling anything, TV shows, movies. Uh, ending of books, ending of games, like you name it. It's just oh, you, you're, you're robbing someone of an experience. Investigating that, and there would. Yeah, I mean, maybe they should get Nintendo on the case to help them out because Nintendo catches literally almost any leak of any kind. The Nintendo ninjas. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Those lawyers play no games, but um, no, I, I wouldn't do it. I mean, luckily. And I'm sorry for anyone who's listening who has had the game leaked and they were looking forward to it. But luckily, I've never played Last of Us. I don't know what the leak was about. And if I like the part one, I may play part two, um, depending on how I feel about part one. And I'm assuming part one's available everywhere, right? It's not exclusive to anything. No, it's still exclusive for PlayStation. Uh, so as I was saying, I would never buy the game no matter what happens because I will never buy a PlayStation. Moving on. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so kind of uh, moving away, you know, Last of Us, be careful what you see online. Avoid certain topics like the plague if you don't want the game ruined for you. Uh, but I yeah. will say this. Mm-hmm. Quick disclaimer for our podcast. You will not hear any spoiler of any game. Either we will warn you if if it's something we must talk about for whatever reason, I can't think of any. But if there is, we will definitely warn you that it's a spoiler for X game, uh, so you get enough you know time. And we'll try to, I'll try to edit it to sell you what minute to go to in order to skip the entire spoiler. But we'll see, we'll see how it goes. But overall, there we won't speak of any spoilers. We'll probably speak of something that we're like all oh, so hype and we'll like beat around the bush about certain events but definitely no spoilers and we'll speak to books about this because that's something i cannot handle yeah definitely i can't not. i can't yeah no i hear you bro i hear you so um so yes moving on um we have to talk about the unfortunate uh, absence of the e3 gaming convention this year because of the current pandemic um you know a lot of publishers and developers are uh, attempting to fill that void with a live stream digital um Jeff Keighley, who is the creator of the Game Awards, uh, announced that 
he has his uh, own version of the E3 uh, 2020 replacement. Uh, he labeled it Summer Game Fest, uh, which has been described as a blend of uh, in-game events, uh, free playable content, and breaking news. Um, the Summer Game Fest is set to run from May to August, so it looks like it has already started. And it does have a long list of developers and publishers uh, who are looking to participate. Um, you know, like 2K, uh, Bandai, uh, Bethesda, CD Projekt Red, Activision, uh, to name a few. So uh, I'm actually really curious to see what's going on there. Um, a lot of the companies participating will be hosting um, events of their own uh, to be broadcasted all over the internet um, on platforms such as uh, Facebook, uh, Twitch, uh, Mixer, uh, Twitter, uh, likely YouTube as well, and even the publisher's own channels. Um, the extent of that particular participation uh, within these events uh, has not been clarified for us, uh, so we'll see what that goes. Um, but I am curious to see what what that's going to envelop and when um when the next one is going to be um and see what we got going on there uh what do you guys think of uh you know the lack of e3 this year and the uptake of the summer game Fest? so with my unprofessional opinion when it comes to marketing i think e3 is gonna die based off this i mean what reason are we gonna have for e3 moving forward when Developers can just have their own digital online releases and reveals. What's the point of paying that much money to have a seat at E3? I, I, I don't see it, you know, recovering from this. Unless there's something that developers receive on their end, like all they have to do is keep doing these online platforms. Majority of the people that see these reveals, they watch online live on either what, on Twitch, when Twitch started promoting the E3. Um, or on YouTube and or from their favorite like newsletters where they get daily updates as um, trailers can't come out. I don't I don't see a reason why we need E3. I love the idea that we have dedicated like season or time like a couple a week or two of new releases and what's to come this year, next year, projects that are you know being worked on, um, reboots that are coming back, sequels, prequels, like I love that energy, that hype that comes to those reveals, but I, I don't necessarily see why we have to stick with E3 as the reason we get that content. I mean, it's definitely been on a on a downhill, right? Like PlayStation hasn't been there for what, like two years now? And I, right. I, I don't even think, you know, I don't even think- Sony that, in general, right? Yeah, it's not just PlayStation. Yeah, Sony, Sony in general, general. yeah. Um, Nintendo is doing more directs, so they, you know, right, are back on it too. And I'm pretty sure it's Xbox at, Series doing the same thing. <laughs> yes, yes they're doing their monthly. Once they see the digital thing works, they're probably gonna stick with it like more and more often. I, yeah. I mean, there's something to be said to have that energy in a room and to have the, you know, the gaming community all together like that's special. And but they still have but who gets that money. <laughs> Well, they still have events. Those ticket that, holders. There's already right. events that do that. So E3 is probably, you know, just going. Well, there's two big so. ones. Um, there's the GDC, the Game Developers uh, Conference, um, which is a, a very, very big one. Uh, that one. Um, and uh, I think, James, I'm sorry, James, <laughs> Gamescom over in Germany. <laughs> actually, very recently, 
announced that it's it's still going to be open, which is the interesting thing. They're still doing it, uh, but it's going to be all digital. So why wouldn't E3 follow that same uh, kind of uh, a, a path? You know, why why wouldn't they do it um, in, in the same in the same aspect that these other uh, events are doing, or even, right, like we mentioned, the Summer Game Fest was created just for this purpose, for this online uh, exposure for the the upcoming games. Um, now, on that note, does that mean that Summer Game Fest is, for, here, let me rephrase my question, is Summer Game Fest um, the result of a replacement for E3 due to COVID, or was this something that was going to come out anyways this year? as an alternative and something else that was happening on the side to e3 no to my knowledge it was just because of covid not even it like this wasn't a thing like literally this jeff Keighley, right because he hosts a lot of like game events for them um literally he wasn't even going to e3 this year right before that was a big thing yeah that was a big thing yeah when when e3 was still going on like still scheduled he he wasn't gonna be a part of it and that was like a big thing on Reddit and, you know, it was tweeted a whole bunch of times and he was trying to explain like it's not the same or something. He something to that knowledge, you know, and then um, <clears throat> but now he's doing this, which is kind of cool because he saw E3 like canceled and now he's trying to do his right. own thing and he's used to hosting these game events. So you're basically telling me this guy has experience with hosting big big things when yep. it comes to gaming, yeah. and we can expect good things once this starts happening. Yep. We know how long this is going to take. Uh, I don't know what, what he did in um, in May, but right for, for June, uh, there are currently uh, three major things uh, being planned. Um, he actually is in collaboration with Valve, and there's actually uh, an event, it looks like it's going to be a week to June 14th uh, for the Steam Game Festivals. Um, and it looks like they're also even providing the availability to download some of these games that, that are going to be announcing. Uh, yeah, the same that's way you would without the wait in lines. So, yeah. Whoa, I, that's huge. Right? Right? Um, the second event uh, in June looks like that's going to be the 11th. Um, or might still be to be determined according to uh, summergamefest.com, is there's going to be a special broadcast for one of my most uh, anticipated games, Cyberpunk 2077, directly from CD <laughs> Project Red. And then also, looks like on June 11th, this one was updated with the time um, from uh, 7 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time. Um, uh, EA, right, Electronic Arts, will be going over uh, games on on their uh, plate that they're working on. So that's currently it for June. Um, we we can potentially take some time for July and August as we get closer to those. Um, but that's currently what we have. So, I mean, with the the Steam one, I, I'm excited for it, to be honest, because um, I've never been to one, but everything that I see is either... Um, you know, long lines to even try these demos that they have. You know, you're waiting in line for hours at a time to get a taste 10, 15 minutes before you right. get off. So I, I think this is a good direction forward. Uh, based on his Twitter, looks like the account wasn't even created till the end of April. Um, before coming Game Fest, anyway. So I, I'm excited to see where this is going to go forward. Uh, yeah. what, what do you guys think? I mean, it's like you said, right? Like, 
like this excite me right here because it says like Steam, Xbox, and other unspecified platforms will offer playable, right? So playable limited time demonstrations and trials of select game content as part of the program. So this means like this is all digital. There's nobody there. So they're going to literally, right. I guess, implement it where you can download a trial and you're going to be able to freaking try these games out, which is amazing while right. they're announcing yeah. it. That's pretty cool. I I am excited. I mean, you you always you always think in the back of your mind like, oh, I wish there was you know a way we can advance and do things differently. Like, why do I like you say wait in line for an hour, two hours to play for five ten minutes? I can imagine when Breath of the Wild was coming out, that line at Nintendo just to play uh, that small little map area. It was that line was crazy to just be able to do this digitally at home, comfortably. It's I don't know. It's amazing. I am quite happy i'm 100 going to be paying attention watching these releases live if i'm working sorry boss i'm watching it it's just <laughs> I, I need to know what's coming out what what do i have access to when once i get home i, I need to be in the know there's no way that I'm, i i can just sit back and wait until the end of the day to to then find out something that i could have found out earlier no. I'm, I'm super excited and I can't wait to cover it with you guys um, when we do our, our weekly podcast. Definitely, definitely. Um, so that, I, I'm excited. Uh, I'm definitely excited. Um, now, with uh, everything that's going on, uh, um, I, I'd like to take uh, some time and talk about uh, a release that Epic Games did um, a couple days ago. Uh, they put out a trailer for the Unreal Engine 5. Um running on the ps5 and it looks amazing yeah yeah so i what do you guys think about that do you take the time to to watch that so i haven't seen it but since the beginning of epic's entry to gaming i have been advocating for unreal engine for the longest time every single time that anything comes out that's done on the unreal engine it is just blown my mind is blown every time when what was it i think gears 3 took hold of an unreal engine 4 if i remember right yeah or unreal engine 3 or 4 and it just completely changed the texture of the game it was still to me a beautifully done game that almost felt as gears 1 and as you guys know i am a fan fan of gears i can't wait to use this tech demo bro like literally <laughs> the Oh my! I apologize. I did see it. I did see it. It was a game that's not really a game. It's just a world, right? An un- Unreal Engine world. Well, they got a character. They got a character right. moving in this world, you know. Yes, yeah. So I was reading that. That's just that's just a world that they use this engine in to just test. That's not an actual game that's coming out or anything. Oof. That's just an environment Beautiful. to just to test rendering, to test lighting, and things like. That. I did see. It. I, I it's coming back to me. Yeah, I did see it, and it's oh, it's still Detail, beautiful. Man. I don't know. It world, just gets more, rocks. more. It's so crazy. Yes. Like sometimes you think, like, how they're gonna make something look better? You know, are we there yet? And then they come and do something like this with the ray tracing. Yep, it's uh, Unreal. Unreal Engine has always, always been been it's in the name. knocking out of the park. And I remember, <laughs> it is Unreal. Yes, and I remember when they they released the Unreal Engine Force for developers to be able to create whatever game they wanted, and people were just running wild with it. And beautiful games came from it. It was ah. Uh, Man, I'm telling you, it's it's great things are going to come from it. That's all. I'm you know what what's uh, what kind of blows my mind is a couple of things. So um, on YouTube, I've seen a couple of clips of someone recreating Ocarina of Time in Unreal Engine. Um, I don't know if you ever ca- 
<laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I'm surprised. Oh, around. Uh, maybe because it's, it's just video and not actually something playable that Nintendo has in assists. Um, but <laughs> I, I think one of the greatest things of um, th- this demo of the Unreal Engine is it shows you that it doesn't matter what platform you're going to be playing on. This is going to push the 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 how it, the threshold even further for people, you right. know, um, for developers to just be able to do more, uh, lifting a lot right. of the restrictions we we currently have. Um, you know, taking into account what the engine has available uh, and the hardware that's coming out, you know, with the developer right. console. So um, I'm really excited. It's just going to be amazing things. And anytime I see the Unreal logo on the start of a game, I'm just going to, uh, my heart is just going to skip a beat from excitement. Yeah, recapping. It's always been great. And I kind of expected it, but I'm very ashamed that Paragon flopped for Epic because that it world was, was. And I like that game. Beautiful. Me and you played it plenty of times. A lot, yeah. We were in the beta, I think the first week it came out, and we played it a lot. I mean, not for nothing, the game was super complicated in the sense of developing, but you it know, was growing smooth, your character out. You know? Uh, yeah, it was smooth. The world was beautiful, and it was definitely smooth. And uh, I enjoyed get those it traction, a lot. You know, that, like these other right. games that are... Right. Yeah, I mean, that was... The, it was just, for me, because I play a lot of League of Legends, that map was way too big. And I know Smite... This map is similar in size, if not probably probably a little bit smaller, but the Paragon map was huge, and and not for nothing that gears run effect that you had to get from point A to point B. I loved it, jumping between and between waterfalls and cliffs and and yeah. whatnot through the quote unquote jungle yeah. of Paragon. I loved it. It was so smooth. It was a very smooth game, but but all due to the Unreal Engine, right? That's what exactly. they were using to create yeah, that world and. And uh, so beautiful. It never, never finished. And I hope they make an Unreal tournament using the Unreal Engine, right? You would, you would think. We haven't seen an Unreal tournament in a long time, but imagine one with the Unreal Engine Five. It's, I mean, come on. I can't be the only one who's super. All right, guys. Before we hit them with the game history monthly highlights, right? I do want to throw this in here. Because it's not in the agenda, but they came out with this uh, uh, Ghost of Tsushima, right? The trailer for it, of the gameplay. Mm-hmm. It's a PlayStation 4, uh, 5 exclusive. <clears throat> I don't know if it's going to go to the... Yeah, no, it's, a, it's releasing in Xbox, Look at that. Bro. And that game, it looks beautiful. I know, maybe no PlayStation 5, whatever. But it is a beautiful game, right? Like, this is what PlayStation is killing it at, right? They're exclusives and catering to other people. You could have it play in Japanese. So it's just like you're watching, like, a samurai anime, but it looks... I'll say this, man. Stream it. I'll watch it. And I won't have to buy a PlayStation <laughs> to get the, the exact same content. That's all yeah, I'm going to say. Hey, might just do that, man. <clears throat> what you thought about it? Yeah, a couple things uh, I, I did want to go over. So I want to try to... Um, Cater to everyone here. Uh, one of the big things is that we have been playing video games for a long time. It's kind of like our primary hobby here. Um, so just wanted yeah. to throw you guys a little gaming history here. Uh, in May of um, 1992, I believe, um, id Software um, released Wolfenstein 3D for MS-DOS, which a lot of people aren't going to know what it is, but it was <laughs> one of the games that popularized the first-person shooter genre for the PC and led to the games that we're playing today. 
Didn't they make Wolfenstein like in current console? They did. So they did just like they did with Doom, um, right? Because Doom was like a successor to Wolfenstein in that same fashion, right? Doom One and Two. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah. Um, there, there was actually a secret level in Doom Two, which actually used one of the Wolfenstein levels. Um, from the huh. original game, yeah, right. <laughs> um, That's pretty cool. Now, w- one thing I did want to go over uh, is uh, I'm personally a bigger advocate for Game Pass than I was under its initial release. Um, we do have uh, a couple games that just uh, released. Um, we have Endless Legend, which is a strategy game uh, where you play as one of eight civilizations. Uh, each has their own uh, unique gameplay and story. Um, from your your economy, I'm uh, gonna try to give that a look. Um, an older classic here, uh, Final Fantasy IX, uh, uh, only available on Steam, uh, is now in the Game Pass library. And then uh, we also have for the Halo Master Chief Collection, Halo Two, um, which <laughs> uh, blew up the multiplayer uh, on the original Xbox. It it, it was one of the the core. Um, reasons I think that game was such a major success with the uh, origin days of Xbox Live. Can you believe it? Uh, it's been so long. <laughs> um, you also have a uh, moving out um, Streets of Rage 4, which looks beautiful. Um, one of the classic uh, beat em up games, right? Uh, I cannot wait to give that a try. Um, and then, just so you guys know, if you haven't given any of these a try, um, the they have left as of May 15th, um, but that was Imperator Rome, A Rise of the Tomb Raider, The Banner Saga, West of Loathing, and, speak of the devil, Wolfenstein 2 of uh, the New Colossus. So if you missed those out, um, probably something you have to purchase, but uh, Tomb Raider and Wolfenstein, definitely uh, give them a go. As far as I'm concerned, that's yeah, awesome. You, you missed some you. other big ones, man, because they got Red Dead Redemption 2 in Game Pass. They added that on the 7th, and that's huge. What a huge game to add. I definitely did forget. I apologize. I, I bought it day one, so I completely forgot all about that. But yes, Red Dead Redemption 2 now in uh, in Game Pass. That and service is just amazing. I can like, spend hours <clears throat> on that game. Alien Wake. Alien Wake is going to be added on the 21st of this month. Uh, they got Fractured Minds in there and DayZ also. So, I mean, uh, Game Pass is an amazing service, man, for $10. 10 of those. Because uh, they, they, up, they upgraded it to the, yeah, for the Ultimate, um, which I think is a, a great investment because um, getting it on, on Xbox and uh, I've been moving away from the Xbox myself since they have most of the releases. I still go back and, and play uh, some of the titles that I may have missed whenever I have a chance. So uh, the ultimate, I think, is great in my opinion. Um, give it a shot. You know, it's it's not required. Um, they usually have a lot of good uh, kind of deals. You can test it out for like a dollar or two uh, and see what you like. I mean, we did the math, right? You need to enjoy at least three $60 games to get your money's worth. Not even. Try them out and you get your uh, yeah, money's well, worth. Because you're not wasting that 60 for the game. So <laughs> as long as you're trying most of those games out. And there's some fun indie games in there too. Ori is a good game. I know that's not a lot of people's thing. Oh, don't get me started on Ori. Yeah, it's a beautiful <laughs> game though. I beat, I beat it. It's fantastic. I'm working through the second one now. I, I still haven't beat the first one. But... I think I think that's a wrap. All right, guys. There's the podcast. 
And uh, <clears throat> wait, 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 wait. Let's get into what y'all been playing lately, real quick. What you been uh, playing, uh, Tortuga? Man, so I'm all over the place because my schedule just opened up, and I'm actually able to play games. I've been collecting dust for years. So you're working in the uh, on the back catalog, huh? Super old. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to catch up so I can enjoy these new games. Honestly, I'm trying to play every game I've ever purchased because when Beyond Good and Evil 2 comes out, I'm probably never going to buy another game ever again. So, but, alright, so what I'm playing currently, I'm playing, I'm, I'm, um, on that in the beta for Valorant, which I'm enjoying a lot. Uh, play League of Legends when I can, and a uh, bit of Overwatch, but storyline games is Bioshock, the first one. I just beat Quantum Break yesterday. Which is an oh, awesome so you're, game. You're hacking on that list pretty and, good. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I started Gears Four today. Perfect. All right, pixelated visionary. Which, uh, a lot of people. What have you been up? To? You already know. Um, I've been uh, playing Metal Gear Solid Five, The Phantom Pain, uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey Three, uh, Red Dead Redemption Two on PC because uh, I did again. I got it down. Yeah, uh, I bought it again. That's how much I love that game. Uh, a little bit of Smite. Um, trying to get used to the PC controls since I played mainly on Xbox. And yes, I too have been in the Valorant beta, streaming that on Twitch. Um, I love it. I'm bad at it, but I want some more of it. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, not bad, man. I mean, guys, I've been on Warzone, right? Like, Warzone. I, I like the Battle Royale yeah. scene because I like just destroying kids, right? Most of the time, I'm getting destroyed. But, hey, we out there, right? We're do, we doing what we got to do. Uh, what else? Like I said, Ori and the Wisp, part two right now. I'm going through that. That's a huge, fun game. They just gave Grand Theft Auto Five on Epic Store for free. Another fantastic game. Yeah, just to nice. run around online and have a good time, man. Like, I, I can't believe it's been out for six. Long time. Those uh, games yeah. always hold up, though, yeah, all right. the time. I feel like, no, I feel like it's been like two years max. And to come to find out, it's been seven years. Are you that kidding is, me? That That's crazy. Yeah, man. Insane, right? I think it was, I want to say it was the summer of of 2013 it's crazy i mean we can spend an entire hour talking about grand theft auto 5 for sure it's such a good game but i think we should kick out with an outro um you guys want to give your name your handles and where people can find yeah, you yeah i'm gtv punisher first name is ezekiel um most people call me zeke though so you guys could just hit me with the zeke that's fine uh gtv punisher on twitter uh please guys join our discord the community is always fun we try to stream when we can and put it on Twitch and we just have a good time and talk to you guys. That's what it's all about. Uh, so that discord is a uh, gamers TV. Come and have a look. It is open. Yeah, it is open to do a search for gamers TV. You'll see a GTV logo on there. Come in, um, talk to us and join us on our online games. We host a lot of like, um, events where we'll play with anyone who's available and we'll try to get a lot of co-op where we can so join in come in it's an open community we accept and and anyone and everyone so come in say hello uh, meet the cast and i guess as i'm speaking i'll go in with my handles uh so my name's kiri but you guys will hear me throughout the rest of the series called tortuga um and you, you can find me on twitch and twitter with the same handle of gtv underscore tortuga um and yeah i stream all the games that i'm playing as i'm playing them and they come in say hello 
Pixel. Hey, thanks so much. So uh, you can find me on Twitter. That's going to be GTV underscore pixelated. Uh, you'll find the same handle uh, for my Instagram, which uh, soon. And then we have the Twitch, um, which you can find me uh, twitch.tv uh, forward slash pixelated visionary. Super fancy. All right, guys. Uh, well, thanks for those of you who, you know, listened to our first episode and we will be uploading weekly um outside of unexpected events but you can expect a weekly upload from us uh and we'll record on sundays and release them on monday is what we have currently scheduled and reach out to us give us some feedback let us know what you think um definitely definitely open to hearing from the community 100 percent. boom hit the button <laughs>